well, well, well. Hello, hello. Here we are with a new episode of Just So We're Clear with me, your host, Hanley Hofer, and joined with me is my co-host, you know her, Marissa True. Hello, hello from afar. This is weird. This is, this is the new normal, and I'll tell you guys why. We're not in the studio, as I'm sure many of you imagined. We are going through Singapore circuit breaker. I'm sitting at home, and I'm chatting to Marissa over Zoom. This is... This is not how I pictured 2020. Yeah, I never really saw myself recording a podcast on the floor of my brother's old bedroom. So this is, this is who we are now. But you know what? I'm pretty proud of us for making do, getting ourselves some pretty legit microphones to keep this going and keep it alive. Oh yeah, guys, check out, check out these microphones. Just straight SMR. They're amazing. <laughs> oh God, we have way too much fun with this. Also, you put on a little... You put on a little makeup, I noticed. Yeah, because you know what it is. It's been what? It's been like 10, 11 days since this entire thing started. Two weeks, maybe. I don't know. I've lost track of the days. But I was getting to the point where I wasn't changing out of my pajamas every day. And you know, this is a time where you're FaceTiming all your friends from around the world. And you got to start putting up an image of who you want them to remember you as. And I wasn't doing that. So I feel like, you know what? I'm going to make the effort. I look like I didn't just wake up. I was awake very early this morning, being a very productive citizen. Yeah. You know what? That is like, that's the defining way of getting to really know a new level of our friends. Because some friends I'd be FaceTiming and they're looking fresh. And other friends, I'm like, girl, it's 3 p.m. Why are you still in bed? You know? Yeah. But at the same time, I kind of feel like under these circumstances anything goes. Everyone's dealing with this time in such unique ways that I'm kind of like, ah, oh, man, you haven't eaten in seven days? Like, that's not good, but I get it. I, on the other hand, have not stopped eating. So, oh yeah. Interesting time for, uh, for that too. I'm sorry. Did I give the illusion that I was that person who, no, no, no. Six meals a day. Consistent. Um, so speaking of this time, it's not just Marissa and I on the podcast today. In fact, we have called in some help from a friend, a very kind friend. See what I did there? Oh, very nice. Um, we're going to be allowing Jamie Lee into the conversation. And now Jamie and her husband started this platform. It's called The Kind Friend. It's a social media page. It's very focused on mental health, but it's not just that. They also uh, produce journals all around self-improvement um, and positivity. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Positive life affirmations, I'd like to call them. Yeah. Reminding so yourself what's good about the world. Yeah. So I feel like at a time like this, she is the perfect person to speak to. And on that note, should I let her in to the chat? Oh, let's test this. Technology. All right. I'm going to let her in. Hey. We're good. How are you Hi, Jamie. How are you? Good. I'm doing really well. Um, so my husband and I have been staying at home for about five weeks now. Uh, it's a it's a new challenge for us to work together at home, um, but we're learning a lot about. Okay, hold up. Five weeks, like you mentioned that very casually, five, and a half. but that's that's a long time. Why why five weeks? We're only we're only a week and a half into Singapore circuit breaker. I think Facebook started early, um, allowing their employees to actually work from right. home. 
So I think some, yeah, so some companies allow the employees work from home it's like a month ago before all the circus. Wow. So you guys are very much ahead of us. <laughs> like you're yeah, saying. You've, you've essentially been through all the waves that we are yet to go through. Like we're only on week two. You're, you're kind of looking back at us being like, no, I was there. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. But I think now it's slightly different because before I can still go to the gym, I can still go out and go, get a coffee and now I can't really do any of the things that I normally do first thing in the morning. So trying to create a new routine, a new ritual, because this is going to be here for another couple of months for sure. Yeah. Well, all we can do right now is be in the present and stay hopeful. So I think on that note, why don't we start off with a little bit of a background behind who you and your husband are and what The Kind Friend is all about? Yeah, so um, my husband and I started a kind friend in January 2019. Uh, initially, when we started, we just wanted to make kindness go viral. It was just a hobby on the side. We feel like there's so much negativity within the online space. Um, all we wanted to do was to spread some positivity, uh, especially on social media platforms. And we never thought that a, a small hobby would turn into a community of 46,000 people within 10 months. And I guess we get to collaborate with amazing people like Henley. We know, I know we did a campaign with you to amplify self-care um, and kindness. And by engaging with our community, I remember we received over 1,500 direct messages in 10 months. Um, and just by engaging with them, we realized that a lot of people's questions were centered around emotional well-being and self-care, um, especially in Southeast Asia. In Singapore, it's a very fast-paced environment. It's competitive. Um, and we realized that finding balance in a world full of noise can be a challenge. Um, yeah, and that's when we started to do surveys with our community and see whether a tool will really help them um, to find inner calm, especially, I guess, especially within times like this. So our first product, um, right now we have one product, um, our Hero product is a wellness journal. It was developed with the help of our community to be a com like companion for the mind. Um, so everything that you can see, the colors, whether it's a hard cover journal or a soft cover, the templates, we actually crowdsource um, with, with our community to understand how can we create something people genuinely want. I think it's amazing that basically you, like, you created a series of journals that maybe it revealed to some people how there was another medium that they could actually use for themselves without necessarily having to you know, seek out others or seek out different means of self-care when they could just have, you know, a little notebook as a little reminder of how to stay positive and grateful and self-affirmed, I guess, yeah. in a way. And also just to sort of add on that, um, and I just read this on Instagram before coming on this chat with you guys, but one of the things that we do when we vent to others with our problems, even if we don't realize that we did this, we are sort of pushing our bad energy, our, our worries, our woes onto the next person and they absorb it. So journaling is, it's like a way to put that down without affecting others. It's a very, it's a very healthy way to sort of offlet what you're going through. Yeah, I think so. It's like, um, your emotions, like contagious is, um, calmness is contagious, but so does anxiety or stress or anger. 
Um, and there's actually a lot of science behind journaling as well because I love doing things that's evidence-based. I don't want to create a tool or a product that I don't know if there's science back behind it as well. And yeah, I, guess, I guess you don't um, want to be the gimmick. Yeah. So then, and, but then what are some of the misconceptions around journaling that you've actually come across that you sort of needed to push against to advocate for it being a valid tool? I think one thing, like the top thing that I've seen is people think that they have to be a writer. They have to be good at writing. Um, but the beautiful things about journaling is that it's beautifully, uniquely you. Um, you don't have to be good at writing to journal. It doesn't have to be perfect. I think the better, in, like, it should be imperfect. Um, and the fact that I started journaling when I was 13 um, that's actually the time when my family immigrated to um, Australia. So I was born in Taiwan. Um, family immigrated to, to Australia when I was, up, it was about 12. Um, and I couldn't speak a word in English. So my first few journals, I feel like my English, my grandma were like everywhere. Um, but it was just a tool for me to regulate my emotions. And I guess journaling, like it's, the product is so close to my heart was because it was recommended to me by my therapist. So I was actually seeing a therapist when I was 13. Um, that was the time when my parents got divorced. I found it difficult to make friends um, in schools and I'm typically extremely extroverted. Um, I couldn't make friends purely because I couldn't speak the language and I also got bullied. Um, yeah, so my mom took me to see a therapist. I was super grateful for that because coming from an Asian family, it's not... I guess it's not a norm that your mom would take you to see a therapist. Um, and I think because she was going through heartbreak with my dad, um, she was extremely stressed herself. That's so good of your mom. And you know what? You touched on so many, first of all, relatable points. I mean, you know, moving into a new country and having to adjust. I'm sure a lot of our listeners probably can resonate with that. But also touching on how for an Asian parent to recognize the importance of mental health, Sadly, that's still not prevalent in our society, unfortunately. I mean, I, I feel also in Singapore, even though the mental health agenda has been brought to the surface over the last three years, more than what we remember when we were growing up, it's still not taking first seat. It's not even middle seat. It's still at the back of the bus. You know, I mean, think about it, even with a circuit breaker and everyone marking which essential, like which services are essential versus non-essential mental health providers didn't make it. Mm. So for at a time where everyone's struggling to some extent with dealing with current, with the current situation, they took away the very thing that would help everybody through this. Yeah. So how, like if, if there was any case in point to not prioritizing mental health enough in society, there it is. Yeah. And we don't want to, you know, talk trash about what our country's doing. We're doing great. Like, I oh no, we're doing amazing. We're, like the way they're handling it. <laughs> yeah, high five. That six hundred dollar, um, uh, what's it? The the fund coming in for the government. Like it came the resilience with budget. And I just sent Marissa a message, being like, Majula. Like, <laughs> but yeah, it just goes to show that the conversation around mental health, especially like now at a time like this should be the one that's taken a front seat. So I guess for you, Jamie, because, you know, when you guys started a kind friend, you're passionate about mental health and navigating your emotions at a time like this, how are you coping and how are you finding your followers 
Um, how are they coping? What's the feedback you've noticed so far? Um, so personally for me, it's not just during this time. I think I've started to develop some rituals that I do um, since I was in primary school, I guess. I think the biggest one that really helped me is gratitude practice. Uh, I think we can get in the mood where everything is negative right now. Um, the news that you read, um, it, it, it can really, really affect our mood. Like we can complain about we have to stay indoor, family sick, or what's in our pantry to, to big things like maybe people losing their jobs. So there are, and there are lots of work that suggest that if you can just write down three to five things that you are grateful for every single day, it can really bump up your mood and not just that, also your immune system and well-being as a whole. Um, so my, my, grati my gratitude list is actually pretty crazy. Uh, I do write down things every day about what I'm grateful for. It can be something so small. I can still drink my favorite tea. Uh, I'm not alone during quarantine or I have extra time to read new books. Um, and not just that, during dinner time, my, like, my husband and I will actually do this practice. It's called um, Rose Rose Bark. So I do that in my journaling practice too. So rose stands for things you're grateful for. And then um, thorn stands for the things that didn't really go too well for you today and how can you make it better. And the but is something that you're excited about the next day. Yeah, and we will share it with each other. So he might be like, I'm grateful for you that you cooked dinner for me. Um, and I think it's really nice. It's a really nice bonding time. So our dinner time is actually the time that I get to look forward to the most every single day um especially during times like this now that's so sweet i just want to practice this right now marissa i'm grateful that you gave me some banana bread the other day i'm grateful <laughs> that you liked it and you ate it because that's always a confidence booster for me <laughs> hey bring it into the Work. podcast <laughs> my immune system way up top <laughs> um I think and it's i amazing think though that you've, you've essentially created, because I think at a time where there's so much uncertainty, you've created a routine. But I feel like when everyone thinks of routine, they think of wake up at a certain time, have breakfast, I don't know, maybe do an exercise, do emails for an hour, read a book for an hour sort of thing. Well, rather, but they don't really necessarily approach it from the angle of what benefits does it give me? Well, I feel mm. like yours is more of a holistic approach. Which I think, yeah, I think I'm also, yeah, I'm also really hopeful. Um, during this time because I'm hopeful in the ways that we are using technology in a way that we've never been done. Like never, we never use technology and tools like this before. And now everyone's on Zoom or everyone's on house party um, to help us new, form new habits. And I, I, I'm hopeful that even when this is over, we can continue some of the habits that we form. So, for example, um, my grandma actually learned how to use WeChat. Um, I think two weeks ago. So now I can call her anytime, um, which is great. I usually don't get to speak to her as much. Um, and we will have a new respect for our healthcare workers. And I feel like we should always show gratitude to them, not just now. Um, and we, yeah, and then we'll be able to build new habits and try new things and creating new work culture as well. Now work becomes personalized. We talk about personalization in health, healthcare system. But for people, I'm if I'm morning person, I can do, I can do all the analytical work first in the morning. But some of my ex colleagues, they're night hours, so they now they have that flexibility to do work maybe at 11 p.m. or 12 
like it's actually pretty late. You should look after your sleep time as well. <laughs> um, but yeah, work completely becomes personalized. Depends mm. on your schedule. Mm. I love how you're also right now, you're highlighting some of the positives that we are taking from this time at home. One thing that I want to kind of bring back on what you said about the healthcare workers. You guys remember on that, I think it was a Monday when the whole nation started applauding out their windows. Yeah. Did yeah. that happen in your neighborhood as well? Yes. I thought that was really beautiful. Oh my God. I got goosebumps for that. Mm. Like genuinely, I even got a little teary. I was like, yes, once again, Majula. yeah I feel like it was so great to actually just to take a moment because I feel like everything's happening so fast and the situation is changing every day that we're not actually just taking a minute to be like you know what thank like thank the forces that thank the like thank the professionals thank the people who are you know keeping the city clean while we all stay at home thank all the restaurants for you know staying operational so that they cook every day yeah But then one thing I wanted to pull back on is I wanted to focus a little bit on journaling because I feel like it's such a powerful tool for people to take mental health into their own hands quite literally. But Mm -hmm. then when it comes to some of some of the perceptions of journaling out there, like for me anyway, I was always hesitant to journal as an adult because I, I did when I was say, you know, 10, 11. And the only thing I really wrote about was the boy I liked in school or what I was going to wear the next day. (laughs) Mrs. So-and-so, I'm not going to name names, but how people like adults, people our age now can still use a tool they may have been familiar with when they were kids, but apply it to their adult life and say, you know, it's not about just saying what happened in your day. It's about using it for, as a tool for something else. Yeah. So for me, apart from journaling, I also do um, meditation. So these two things are non-negotiables for me um so for me i feel like meditation is like doing a spot treatment for your mind through deep mm. breathing but journaling is like doing yoga for my mind it trains my mindset it's not just about self-care it ho- also helps me to form mental models because when you write down your daily experiences or the mistakes that you've made you can reflect back upon all these mistakes and you form a stronger mental models that will guide you to lead better help you to form better decisions in life as well. Um, And I remember reading a research article from Harvard University Business School, and they also found that just writing down small or even insignificant facts, um, at times that might seem boring um, about your life, but even those things or given at that moment can have a powerful impact later and also help you increase your productivity by Hmm. 22.8%. yeah, and I recently spoke to my, actually not recently, yesterday I spoke to my ex-colleague and she was telling me that she found journalists helping her with sleep as well. Mm. So I've, I've journaled actually like on and off basically my whole life. And Marissa, I'm the same. When I started journaling, I maybe must have been like seven. It was all boys. Like (laughs) I have, okay. I have like a a bit of a story to share with everybody and it's a little embarrassing and it's like innocent and cute, but check it. So when I was seven years old, I had a diary and you know, in the top corner of the diary, it says date, right? Because you fill in the date. I genuinely thought that meant like romantic date. And I straight up thought, who's your boyfriend today? So I would fill in the date with a different boy's name like every other day. And I ran out of (laughs) 
I only knew like four boys. So it was like, just like, You're like just different names of boys in the corner of my diary. Cause I thought that's Wait, so I- these four boys, they were on rotation. Like, Oh yeah, girl, you know me. Henley, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you can, you can be in the mood. Um, I recently watched to all the boys that I've loved before. Is that the name? Oh yeah. yeah I feel yeah, like yeah. you can literally be <laughs> staring the next one. I watched that genuinely and I felt personally attacked. <laughs> it's like, this is me. <laughs> Did you ever write love letters to your crushes? Oh, didn't you? No, mine was very much like strictly confidential. Like if anyone had found my diaries, I'd be mortified. Speaking of, I found it the other day. Oh my God. I found like 12 year old Marissa's. Who were you back I then? I was a freak. <laughs> What did you write about? What was she documenting? I wrote about everything from like which friends I loved that day and which friends were turning mean (laughs) and like which of the boys caught my eye because my mom my mom was very much like no boys till you graduate then the moment I graduated she was like why aren't you married Ah. and so so talking about boys was like a very very private affair and it was, so that was the only thing that I ever really discussed in it. It was never a point of like, how do I feel today? And, you know, what am I grateful for? Because I feel like gratitude only really came into our vocabulary a bit more recently. Mm. I mean, at the time it was just, it was just a lot of emotional work mm. <laughs> that I was <laughs> up about. And the weirdest part was that it was a, the journals in the shape of a donkey and with like fake flip on it. So yeah, th- I have a lot of questions about my former self that I'm not ready to address. Maybe when I journal as an adult, I'll start to unpack it, but I I'm not ready yet. So, I have so many stories. I have, I literally have like stacks of journals from my life in different points of who I was. I just don't know why anyone wanted to hang out with me. I was such a weird kid. But anyway, <laughs> to bring this sort of chat back to our current state journaling in adulthood. Jamie, maybe you can help give us some pointers. If there's someone listening out there who is listening to this chat and they're nodding along and they're thinking, I want to give journaling a try. Maybe this can really benefit me. How does one start? How do we bring that back to our adult lives? Yeah, I think one of the most common questions people usually ask me is like, how do I, how do I start? And I think that's another key reasons why within our journal, we provided templates. So we just, when we did survey with our community, a lot of people say they want to practice gratitude journal. Um, they also want to have habits that can help them create new habits. And that's why we have habit trackers as well. Um, but the beginning, like the first thing that how people can get started is simply just do three to five things that you're grateful for each day. Um, or even now you can write about a kind story that you read in the news today. So that will completely shift your mindset um, from being negative to positive. And I think I recently did another journaling entry, which I wrote um, the Jamie in 2021. What will she say to the Jamie in 2020? And it really broadened my perspective and it helped me understand who do I want to be. Um, you'll give me milestones. I'm, okay, that's a Jamie 2021. How, like, what kind of milestones should I hit in order to get there as well? Um, and other, other prompts, it might be, we have mood trackers. Um, and it was interesting because when I looked at my mood trackers, so I track my mood every single day. Um, I love having data points because I feel like if you can't measure things, you can't really improve it. And the interesting thing that I found about myself is that for some reason, Wednesday and Thursdays 
seem to be my highlights. It's not the weekend. Um, and I also found why Wednesday and Thursday is usually it's not about the days. It's associated with whether I've achieved a small wings um, or I've um, spent time with the people that I love. So these mm. two things really give me happiness. And I feel like if we never track it, you'll never really understand who you are and what gives your life meaning um, mm. and what bothers you in life or what drives you as a person. Do you ever find yourself journaling but looking back at your previous self and then sort of patting yourself on the back for who you are now and how far you've come to this point at this point? For sure. Like everything you guys just said about writing about boys, I have a stack of journals as well, definitely all about boys. <laughs> They're either about boys or about my mom not letting me go out to party. Um, and when I look back, I think it's really nice to be able to celebrate how far you've come as an individual. In society, we always focus on the next thing, the next pay rise, the next job, um, the next house, the next car that you want to get. But when you reflect, it, I don't know, it's like me patting myself in the back, it's like, oh, wow, I'm actually doing pretty well for myself. And you should celebrate and enjoy life as well. Um, rather than it's always about the next thing. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And journaling, it's just, for me, one of the ways that I use journaling is I write to myself as if I was writing to my best friend. And I really talk to myself as if I'm another person. And when I'm going through a hard spot, what I'll do is I'll write down all the things that are bringing me down. And I'll write that, I'll list that out. And then I will write a letter to myself addressing each one of those things as my best friend. And that's like, that for me is like the ultimate moment of real self-connection, self-care, self-love, because I'm self, self -talk, I'm talking to myself. I'm, I'm working on my self-relationship. So I completely relate on how important journaling is at a time like this. Marissa, do you, do you still journal now? I do on and off. Um, I've actually found... So it got to the point where I let it slip because I knew what the benefits were because it kind of, like you said, it was a great way to be able to step back from a situation and be like, this is exactly what we're dealing with. This is stuff you can still be happy about. And this is stuff that maybe you need to work on. Um, but the approach I always took with it was because I'm a fiercely practical person. So sometimes tapping to my emotions can be a little bit daunting just because I like, for example, I can't assign one mood a day. Um, it's because, you know, there's so many different factors that are messing me around. And I used it as an objective approach to say a problem I was dealing with. So for example, I got into a really big fight with a friend not too long ago. And obviously my emotions were high, their emotions were high. And the only way to get through it was to be like, okay, how do I see the situation and then map it out against how do I think they see it if I'm to take their perspective? And then obviously, what do I want out of it? What did they want out of it? And like, where can we meet in the middle? So it was very much, it was almost like a mind map of problem solving rather than an, like an outlet of emotion or taking a moment to be grateful. It was, yeah, it was more solutions focused journaling, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's I think no that's right, great too. Yeah. yeah. There's no right or wrong way of journaling. I think the important thing that, that, um, that it is, it's about just getting everything that's going on in here somewhere other than here. It's just getting it out without hurting anyone. Yeah. And I think it's also going to sort of depend on the way that you process information best. Like 
I feel like journaling isn't necessarily for everybody because some people just do better by visual uh, by speaking it out or drawing it or you know like depending on the way you learn and process information best right so I feel like sometimes we you know we preach and we wax lyrical about all the benefits due with journaling or any sort of other self-reflective work but there's always there's always a fine line between using it as a point of reflection and as a tool in your day-to-day life and then over-regimenting yourself. So to the point that, you know, say you have some people who have to schedule everything right down to their 10-minute breaks so that they don't feel like anything's out of their control. So as with anything, it requires a balance. And, you know, your journal isn't something to completely lean on. It's just a tool for you, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Very well said. So, Jamie... I kind of want to bring this back to the kind friend, your Instagram page. I love it so much. You guys only spread positivity around it. Um, uh, how did it start and what keeps it going? Uh, so it started by my husband, actually. So he's the one who started it. Um, he always has a passion for writing. I remember when we, actually before we started dating, I think I mentioned this to um, Marisa before before we started dating he was running poems so he ran me personal he ran me personalized poems and sometimes when we go out for dinner he would take out his phone I was like hey you're being really rude he's like no I want to remember the things that you like and he turns them into he turned them into poems um yeah so all the quotes that you see um it's actually written by him every single quote on our, on our Instagram page. So for me, I work, my, my role is more about working with brands, um, collaboration influencers and the operational side. And I guess what really keeps us going is just that seeing people are actually using this tool um, and getting feedback from our users and it's really benefiting them. Um, so I remember where COVID-19 just started, um, we had a single mom who wrote to us and she thought she got, um, the virus, same as, same as her kid. Um, both, of us, both of them had fever. And she was like, during that time, it was journaling that really helped her to regulate her emotions. But as with anything, like journaling is not a magic bullet. It takes intentional, um, it takes your intention as well as effort um, on how you want to use this tool as well. So, yeah, so I guess what really drives us is the community that we've built, even like, to be honest, without this community, we would never be able to come up with the product as well because they were the inspiration. They gave us the idea to start, to turn this from a hobby into a business and to create the first product. Wonderful. I think it's really great. You know, you scrolling through your social media feeds, like say, you know, Instagram, and it's just meme after meme after meme. And then suddenly you just hit a post that's all about just taking a moment out of your day and like it's you know it's beautifully presented it's in nice pastel colors and it's I feel like there's a lack of that on Instagram I'm tired of seeing the same meme on four different channels like okay these messages are great but just to okay but girl just to add like for me at least my homepage because I've got so much like spiritual quotes has a lack of memes <laughs> So oh, I, I am way too. We can I trade accounts for You're there. Girl, girl, you are just meme after meme after meme. Like I swear, meme queen. Meme queen. <laughs> if I asked you to bring up your homepage, like it would just be just all sorts of faces. Straight up meme. Just this is why I feel bad when people send me memes, and I have to be like, "Haha, I've seen it." <laughs> <laughs> this is old. This is 2018. What are we playing with? <laughs> 
Um, I think for also people who, who are listening, if, if you do want to sort of dive more into the uh, self-support, um, emotional awareness sort of part of Instagram, you can do so. I mean, first of all, check out The Kind Friend. Their Instagram is simple, at The Kind Friend. And from there, just dive a little deeper and fill those pages with positive mantras right now, if that's what you really need, if you need that around you. Um, okay, just for the sensitivity of time, Marissa, is there anything you want to add in? Yeah, I just want to say that journaling's not going to be for everybody, but reflection is. So whether you're going to purchase a journal or you're just going to follow the page, there will be something there for you. And don't write it off too quick because I know a lot of people kind of, they just shrug it off. They think, oh, you know what, mental health, it's all a bit of a facade everyone's just, you know, like they, people don't appreciate it enough. Take a moment, give yourself some time, try it, be open-minded about it. And I think, you know, I think you'll find it's more useful to you than you were willing to admit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Jamie, what about you? Um, what's something you maybe you'd like to depart onto our listeners at a time like this? I think it's around having compassion for yourself um, and try not to compare your circumstances with other people. And it's okay. I think for me, I used to, when it just started, I like to be productive, um, but I was feeling a bit discouraged that I wasn't be as productive as I used to be. And I think it's okay to feel that way. And it's okay to feel anxious. It's okay not to feel 100% all the time. Um, but when you have the space, you can try out meditation practices like meditation or do try out new exercises because we all know how exercise in either outdoor or indoor is very, very important for your immune system right now. Um, or if you want to try out journaling, that's fine too. But you just have to remember this is all temporary. Like it's not going to be like this forever. Um, yeah, and then use this time to be the person that you will want to be along with as well like I think there's a difference between isolation um, loneliness and solitude like solitude is like you still have joy you still have you still have peace even when you're by yourself but loneliness oh. is a very different meaning mm-hmm. girl I wrote a whole post about this because this is my life right now I live alone so <laughs> the line between solitude and loneliness I'm getting to uh, know it a lot better than I intended and I guess so having yeah you haven't said yours. What's your key takeaway? Okay, yeah. So the, yes. my key takeaway that yes, I'm all team journaling, team expressing mental health, self-care, self-love. Like if I could get that tattooed, you know how it's like live, love, laugh. It's like self-care, <laughs> self-love, <laughs> self-compassion. <laughs> I'm all for that. But one thing that um, I would like to take, uh, to pass on to people, and this is just through my own experience, through living alone, um, community is key right now. Reaching out is important. And what that means is dropping your pride. If you need help, go ask for it. I think a lot of us could get stuck in this victim mode where we're maybe we're maybe we're waiting for someone to check in on us. Maybe we're we're not even realizing it, but maybe we're testing somebody. We're like, well if they care, they call. No. If you care, you call. Take that into your own hands and reach out for you. So yeah, I think that's it. That's my little roundup. Um, anything else to add, Marissa? One final thing, just because 
I don't want people to think that this conversation is for those who are already believers in this entire process. I want to say that if you've never given it a shot or you're afraid of what you might uncover by trying it, take it slow. Don't rush it. No one's saying you have to go straight into journaling, meditation, and everything all at once, one step at a time. But like you said, ask your friends for help, especially those who have already tried it, and ask how they became comfortable with it so that it can become part of your comfort zone rather than just this strange foreign concept you've never tried before. Okay, Jamie, how can people get in touch with you guys? And what are you guys up to next? Like, how can people connect? Uh, I think first first place that people can connect with us is probably through Instagram. So we do try to reply to every single person's message because just the fact that they took the time and effort to write to us we try our best to um, to connect with our community. And the other way would be through our email. Like I do check my email every single day. I think that's probably the easiest and fastest way to reach out to us. Okay, great. And for those journals, if people are interested in, in scoring some for themselves? Uh, it would just be on our website and we ship globally. So we actually have a decent like percentage of users from Australia, United States and United Kingdom. So it's Perfect. thekindfriend.com. Yes. Cool. Thekindfriend.com. <laughs> we were so surprised. Like the kind friend is not taken on any single platforms like Instagram, LinkedIn. It's just such a simple name. And we only just started last year. And it was available for every single country. We have all the domains for every single country. It's, it's I don't know, I feel like it's meant to be. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, Jamie, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us and for sharing your wisdom and for sharing your light. We deeply appreciate it. And we'll be in touch. Yeah. Take care. Thanks for having me. Bye. Bye. All right. Well, there you guys have it. The first guest of our uh, Just So We're Clear home sessions. This is the new normal, Marissa. We're going to be doing this for a while. I don't mind it, you know, like no one knows if, I have, if I'm wearing pajama bottoms or any bottoms. So you're I'm wearing, comfortable. You're, you are wearing bottoms though, right? I'm wearing shorts. I just wanted to sound good for Yeah, well, I'm not wearing a bra. Hey! Hey! <laughs> That's why the webcam is angled up. <laughs> there we go. So for you guys listening, thanks so much for coming back, tuning in. We are available on... Just So We Clear... And that's going to be on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. And of course, you can follow us on Instagram, which is the same, just so we clear. And we're going to be doing it, what, twice a week now? Twice a week. So you know the deal. Hit the like button, subscribe button, all that jazz. And we'll chat to you soon. Bye.